Hello and welcome to From the Be All End. This is the debrief for Liverpool 3, Burnley 1. Uh, a game played out in front of a record crowd, believe it or not, at Anfield. Uh, the Reds running out 3-1 winners, I say. Uh, but the Clarets a valiant effort and perhaps a frustration is less with the overall performance and more down to individual errors and a lack of taking chances. Um, I'm Andrew Greaves, uh, a slightly depleted pod squad tonight. No Simon Evans, no Justin Conley, but I am joined uh, by Mr Paul Woodhouse over in Cleveland, uh, and a little bit closer to home in Hapton, Mr. Chris Borden. Uh, gents, frustrating rather than poor. Chris, uh, Chris, let's start with you. How do you see that performance yesterday? Well, I mean, I mean everyone goes there in, in, in hope rather than expectation of a result. And uh, when you start the way you do and look the more likely to score, and then all of a sudden we're looking at a, you know, another, another Rick from the goalkeeper, it, it, it is frustrating because we, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot again, you know, to then deservedly level on half time. And uh, I say the performance is actually, you know, if you if you, you match it up against last Saturday against Fulham, chalk and cheese. It was a, it was a, it was a good performance. I say I think Vincent was he was quite right. So I mean, you know, it, when he's been to Anfield with with City down the years, they've had a chasing time many a time, you know with the quality they possess and Burnley created, you know, how many very, very mm-hmm. you know, presentable openings yesterday. I mean, the Amdudi ones, I mean, Keller's quickly off his line and sort of snuffs that out. But the two for Fafana and, and obviously the older bear one that comes off the first Fafana chance. So, you know, they're absolutely golden opportunities. And it's just, I, 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 I'm, I'm loath to have a, have a pop at Fafana. So I think he's, I think again, Keller has done well for the first one. He's stood up, you know, very, you know, stood tall, long. You know, he hasn't got gone down, gone to ground, and you know, he's made a good stop. And uh, the second one, he's he's shaped to sort of curl it in the far corner and done. You know, he's opened his body out and done everything right, but he's just he's just passed it. You know, a yard or so, you know, the, the wrong side of the post, and uh, you know, there's no guarantee. I've seen a few people say Lyle Foster takes that. I don't think there's a guarantee. That happens either, but all in all, it's the same, the same old story, just a different week, isn't it? Not good enough in one box and not good enough in the other. Yeah, and would it? I mean, Chris mentioned that that kind of, you know, not a lot of teams go to Anfield and create as much as we do. Up until that first goal, we were probably the better side in that opening half an hour, weren't we? We had that Amduni chance early doors, and I, I credit the goalkeeper there. I think Keller, mm-hmm. you know, has done really well, but it, it's kind of if we were to take a step back from another defeat and what the result sheet says, it looks like it's another step forward, doesn't it? Perhaps not initially after the game. I think I would disappoint it, but performance-wise, it is a step forward, isn't it? I, I think so, yeah. Um, it's It was almost a little bit of a shock because, like we were saying, you were expecting us to get a drubbing, being on the back foot constantly, but we actually took the game to them. It wasn't, you know, even though we, we, we counted quite nicely, you know, the chances we created, I would argue, the best set of chances we've created in 90 minutes throughout the season. And um, even even the commentators were saying at half-time, you know, we were lucky not to, we were lucky not to go out, go, going in, in front, never mind, never mind level. And I think it wouldn't have been an absolute travesty had we gotten a draw out of that game, you know. And again, like you just both said, we've done badly we've made mistakes at the back and we haven't taken chances had both of those things been rectified 
we're looking at a very different result and a very good performance. But same old, same old, isn't it? But I think it's, yeah. I think overall, I think the performance, the performance and the way we stayed positive, and I think the way that we spoke about the game, I thought San, Sander Berger spoke very well about the game. He seemed quite upbeat as a as a squad and a team in terms of the performance, which is just quite heartening. Yeah. Let, let's start with the rough before we move on to smooth, because, you know, we can't get beyond the fact that, um, you know, it is a howler from James Trafford. Now, I was talking to uh, Phil Bird, um, Claret's Plus commentator and a member of the goalkeepers union himself. And he, he said it's the first direct error from James Trafford. You know, I think there's, a, you know, there is there is other goals that have, have come probably from him you know, and the way he is and not giving his defenders kind of the confidence in, as such. But Chris, it, it's a really weird one because second half, he stays on his line from a set piece and gathers a Van Dyke header really comfortably. It, it just seems really poor decision-making, doesn't he? Now, is that, um, is that maybe um, a result of him thinking he has to prove himself? Because he will read stuff online, no matter what these goalkeepers say. They will read stuff online. Or is it, you know, is it the tactics? Is he being told to go out and he's got to come and claim everything even though he's never going to get there? You know, we saw it against Luton. He weren't really getting there. I know he was blocked off. But how did you read kind of Trafford's game or overall and for that particular incident leading to the first goal? Yeah, I don't think he's, he's, he's trying to prove anything. He just, uh, he obviously thinks he, he can come and get it. And, he, you know, he, he, you say if you look at sort of, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no goalkeeper. I'll never pretend to be a goalkeeper, but, you know, you, you, you sort of default position for a corner is you would probably be sort of central, but just nearer the far post, you know, just a touch. So, because it's easier to go forward and claim than it is to backpedal and claim. Yeah. Now, to me, he seems to do a lot of backpedaling. You know, the sort of modern day goalkeepers, you know, that a lot of them are staying put and leaving it to their centre halves, which is something that, you know, some Burnley fans might remember Lee Grant. To do, uh, you know, there's fewer crosses coming in the box in the Premier League than there has been down the years. You know, it's. Uh, but if you look at his, his stats, you know, he's, he's, he's high up in like punches made in in high claims. You know, think you know all the sort of metrics that you know, even in terms of like shots saved, he's sort of mid mid table in the Premier League, and uh, you know, he's. His percent, his save percentage, and things like that, and he's so you can't look at him and directly say, you know, he is the reason. But it is, it's massively frustrating. When, like I say, every week we, the same thing seems to happen where you start reasonably well, and there's a rick, and it happened in pre-season. He, he, he made a mistake from a cross at Genk mm-hmm. in a friendly that led to a goal. He's got lobbed from the halfway line against Batiste. Saw comments on 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 Twitter yesterday. So it it probably sums up my feeling. Me, I, I think if 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 Vincent signed Trafford in the summer as as he did, and I think still Murich is to, to lose. You know, it, even based on pre-season performances. You know, Murich keeps a clean sheet against Benfica, etc. You know, he's the Championship goalkeeper of the year. He knows how we play inside out. Thing is, it's it's his position to lose, and knowing full well that he's got, you know, a, a, a hugely talented 
you know, European under twenty one championship winning goalkeeper breathing down his neck. Yeah. Now we've got this situation where it, it you know, it, it can make mistakes. As I was saying on the last pod, it Murich must be thinking, well, when do I get my shot now? You know, he's made a, he's made another mistake. When do I get my shot? It just it, it's it's massively frustrating, but uh, it's it's one of those you. you you can like a deal in stats and you can deal with what your eyes tell you. I think our eyes are telling us that, to my mind, it's like it's like the heart situation, that it, everything else has been changed to get a result by the goalkeeper. And for me, I think it's it's time to have a look at Murich. Yeah. And would it, I mean, Arsenal, um, Arsenal yesterday, Sunday, um, <laughs> warmed up for their trip to Turf Moor with a, a rather <laughs> impressive victory against a, a, a dreadful looking uh, West Ham. Uh, team uh, is the Arsenal game the game where you kind of go you know what you know and Arsenal of course have changed goalkeepers you know Arteta brave enough to change his goalkeeper even there you know even though they're towards the top of the division is, is Arsenal the game where you kind of go you know what after that mistake and if company views it the same as, as Phil does that it's the first direct error so we rest him we take him out the firing line do you? I mean, we've discussed it till the cows go. But is is the Arsenal game next weekend the game where you kind of go? It's a bit of a free hit. Let's get Murich in and see what happens. I mean, you can say that, but I doubt it's going to happen. Mm. But I think the Arsenal game, with the way especially they get balls into the box from corners, the way that they pepper the six-yard box, is going to highlight his deficiencies more than any other side, arguably. And we could be calling, you know, it, 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 if he doesn't have a blinder and if he drops another couple of ricks, as Boz has been saying, then I think the clamor, the clamoring will be fever pitch. So, I mean, I can't I can't see him being taken out for the Arsenal game. I can I can see the potential of, in doing so. I would rather I would rather have Murich in just for his ball playing as much as anything else. Yeah. Um, and. But I can't, I can't see him being dropped for Arsenal. But I can see him having a having a bit of a howler against Arsenal if we're not careful. Yeah, a bit similar to the game at the Emirates, of course, where his deficiency of uh, under crosses was was exploited yeah. to, to good effect by exactly. uh, by the Gunners. Um, Chris, just just on the rest of the defence, um, we know it's been a we know it's been a, a difficult one for for Vincent Company to get right. I think I've gone up the claret. Somebody said we'd had fourteen different combinations of a back four, um, you know, either due to tinkering at the start of the season or injuries to to Bear, and then Delcroix gets injured, and then you know O'Shea really, and we'll come on to O'Shea in a minute. The only real constant. That back line looked like it had a bit of something about it. It's probably the tallest back line we've had for, for a while with uh, Esteve coming in and, uh, and, and Delcroix at left back. It, it, you know, I'm guessing without, you know, without any injuries, and I know Esteve went off, you'd be tempted to stick with that back line, would you, Chris? Yeah. Cause I, said I mean, we've conceded soft goals again. You know, two, two from a corner if you count the... Uh... You know the recycling of, of of the ball for the uh, for Nunez's, uh, you know the third the third goal, uh, but overall, I mean, you're looking at Asignon and he's, you know, I think there's a chance in the first half where he's he's covered across. You know, they managed to sort of smuggle it behind for a corner that they they score from, but he's you know he's he's over on the cover on, on the cover. He's you know he's read the situation, 
you know, he, he's he's shown enough going forward. You know, he's, he's got the assist last week. Uh, you know, he looks a you know an astute signing on a small sample size. Same mm-hmm. with the our old uh, our old mate E Steve. He, you know, again, like Nunes tried to run him yesterday, didn't he? And yeah. he you know, he, he, he covered the ground. You know, cut, cut the space off and, uh, and and matched him yard for yard, and uh, I ended up winning a free kick in the end. But again, like Del Quar's done well in, in you know in, in pockets. You know, you look back to the cup tie at Spurs. You know, and it, I say I mean you, you're going to go on to O'Shea, but O'Shea, I say we spoke about the, the metrics. You know, mm. one of the quickest players in the Premier League. He's you know he's heading you know aerial duels, one of the top players in that respect, and he's turning into what you're know, one of the uh, you know the, one of the the biggest success stories in terms of, uh, you know, Vincent's development. Yeah, definitely. And Woody, in his first league goal, I know he scored at Salford, but his first league goal, uh, it's a superb header from, uh, we have to give him credit, uh, a brilliant brownie. I'm, things. I'm not quite sure we'd get that out of him. But, <laughs> but Chris is right. I mean, we were very, very, very critical yeah. of O'Shea from an, you know positional sense, from a distribution sense. But he is that kind of turning into a 7, 7.5 possibly even an eight on Saturday kind of player, which you, you kind of cry out for. And for all the kind of, you know, all the fancy players we've signed from foreign leagues, it is slightly strange that a guy playing his trade at West Brom becomes that success story, the recruitment plan. Yeah. But is to be fair to, you know, Vincent and his team, give him, give him a, 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 at least half a season with one or two players and he can get them to, Turn their game around quite considerably. We saw it last year, even with Connor Roberts and uh, Ashley Barnes, and he's obviously doing it to a similar extent with with O'Shea. And I mean, that header is something you know, something out of the top shelf. He's never going to score one of those again, or maybe he will with that amber lead. It was absolutely exquisite. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I could watch, I could watch that all day. Like John Bender, all right. Oh, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? But yeah, I mean, and that that back four yesterday had a little bit more guile, a little bit more, a, a little bit more pace to it, a little bit more height, and with O'Shea coming to fruition a little bit more, three quarters of it looked quite accomplished. The only thing we're still crying out for really is a is a a proper left back, and then I think the back four, especially for next year, could look quite nice if we could keep that together. But E. Steve. He's decent, like we say. He's got he's he's got the he's got the pace. That foot race with Nunes was pretty decent. Um, Asignon's looking looking very good, and I, I hope he continues this season as he started off. And yeah, all told, I think there's uh, the signs the signs of improvement. Let's put it that way. Yeah, definitely. And just just kind of moving uh, kind of slightly forward. Um, Aaron Ramsey, a bit of a strange one because I really did not expect him to start after his performance against Fulham, which I didn't think was great. Um, he again, uh, you know, worked hard. Perhaps it is that old adage that you know players need games. I mean, we've we've tried so many different yeah. people in so many different mm-hmm. positions. But Chris, in terms of in terms of Ramsey, it's a bit more of what we want to see. You know, yes, we can talk about the heavy touch again that ends up leading to a goal, but it's you know, we've discussed it, you know, on the WhatsApp group. It, it's a foul, 
you know, and if Atwell, who was sat in the VAR cupboard at Stockley Park, gives the foul against Ramsey on Duran at Villa Park, then that is more of a foul um, on on Ramsey himself. But it, he's a bit of an enigma at the minute, isn't he, Ramsey? Because he had that really great half against United and then has been poor largely in pocket since. Did you see something in, in Saturday's performance that makes you think there's, you know, there is something we can develop within Adam Ramsey? hundred percent. There's a player there. I, I don't think, I, you know, a lot of people sort of questioning the uh, the recruitment in the sense of, of playing Ramsey. Ramsey's one of those. He's going to need a run of games, and maybe that's you know Vincent's decided to to play him through, you know, a sticky performance last week, and just sort of, you know, let's give him a let's give him his fit. Let's give him a run of games sort of thing. See what he can deliver. He's 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 got quality. He's technically gifted. And, you know, he, he did well yesterday until he tired in the game. And mm. as you say, I mean, they, don't get me going on on the on Stuart Artwell. <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I've, seen, I've, I've seen a number of, uh, you know, viewpoints on it. And Stephen Warnock, who, bear in mind, is a former Liverpool player and a former Blackman player, was doing the Sky mm. commentary when I checked out last night. And he's, you know, as Vincent's there, Vincent's got booked for opening his arms and saying... It's, it's a, a foul. foul. So, with all due respect, I mean, I'd have done a five-year ban in my time with Stanley Lady if I'd have, you know, <laughs> for my uh, for my language at times. But uh, it's uh, it, it's astonishing that yes, yeah, yeah, Ramsey does take a heavy touch, but he doesn't just he, he, he hits him flush. He swings and kicks him flush on the shin. You see his leg wobble. And because he doesn't do what McAllister does and do yeah. 28, you know, salsa, bloody Balco spins and all this, like, you know, he gets nothing. And all they're doing, if they look, you know, fair enough, they've, they've looked at the goal, decided it's onside, but they're supposed to go back at the whole sequence. Yeah. Anyone who, you know, just because he hasn't gone to ground, that's not a foul, you know. He tickles Duran the other week and he's still rolling, I think. I don't think he's, uh, you know... <laughs> It's just, it's just pathetic. And we remember Rude Hullet sort of criticising, uh, was it Big Volks here against Swansea? And we're going back almost a decade now, 14, 15, criticising Big Volks for not going down and a, a tug on the shirt in the Premier League. And, you know, Sean, Sean Dyche is, you know, famously sort of, you know, refused to allow his players to do anything like that mm. to the detriment, ultimately. And we're in that, still in that position now, where if you if you simulate or enhance contact, you will be rewarded. It's, I just think it's absolutely disgusting. It's like like Pates were saying on uh, you know Friday's podcast about you know there's kids emulating their heroes now, rolling round looking for free kicks, and it's just it's a million miles away from the game I grew up playing in. Yeah. You know. I'd make sure you stay down. Then mind bloody roll round. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Woody, just kind of moving further forward, still, you know, we mentioned the chances at the start. We mentioned the, you know, the frustration at missed chances. For Farner, though, I mean, he looks like the kind of player we've we've been missing, don't, doesn't he? I mean, I know we, you know, we've been brilliant with Foster and 
again, I'd be tempted if the two of them were both fit to play them both and, you know, shift Fafana perhaps out wide in, instead of Amdouni. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fafana looks a good player, doesn't he? I mean, he, he came on last week and made the difference, dragged us back in it, won us a point. And, and again, you know, led the line with very, you know, very few um, scraps to feed on for the most part but got himself in two really good positions. Probably should have buried at least one, if not both. But it's promising, isn't it? Because again, you know, us being a, a cynical set of middle-aged blokes, <laughs> we're kind of shrugging his shoulders when he signed, going, well, you know, what's he going to offer? But again, there's something there, isn't there? There's clearly, you know, Vincent and these recruitment team have identified a player they think can make a difference. Oh, Absolutely. But at the end of the day, that difference has to be seen in in terms of finishing chances, hasn't it? And and I mean, you could you you could tell he was obviously absolutely gutted with both that he'd he'd, he'd kind of fluffed his lines on both. But I think uh, a little shout out to Amdouni as well for that flick for his second miss that he just brought inside. And I, we give Amdouni a lot of shit, and I've and I said I've had enough of him or whatever. And we sometimes miss those little things that obviously they see in training week in, week out. And the stuff that he's seeing and certain other players are trying to see and trying to pull off, that when it does come off, is quite spectacular, you know. And and I think if this side got a chance to gel and just play a little bit, and there were signs of it yesterday, you know, some of the triangles, some of the, the one-twos who were playing and little layoffs, et cetera, were extremely cute and, and Liverpool were struggling at times to, you know, combat it. And we we did look good in the in the in the middle of the park in the final third at times yesterday. And I think Fafana um with a little bit more confidence and once he's got the rust out of his legs could have quite a good end to the end to the season, all told. Because he's got he's, he's, he's got that little burst of pace. He he showed he showed the Liverpool back four a very clean pair of heels, you know. Um it it could be it could be an interesting little player towards the end of the season. He won't keep us up, but um he could score could score seven or eight. Yeah, I said this morning, Chris, seven or eight goals you'd expect him to kind of, you know, come, you know. Come, come away with for a loan signing to come in in January. That's in the Premier League. That wouldn't be a bad return. We're not going to place too much cool. pressure on him. But he, he's got a bit of movement. He kind of reminds me a, a little bit of Nathan Teller mm-hmm. in terms of you know it, perhaps more his performances in the last two games when he created the goal for Aldekiel, um and then you know his movement for the the, the goals of the others. But he's a player who's positive in he? he's he's a bit he's a bit more aggressive perhaps than than what we've had and i know foster can be can be quite aggressive but i've complained about the lack of aggression he, he's got a bit of that kind of final third aggression about him hasn't he yeah you can see what he wants to make things happen doesn't he i mean we can see we could all be we're all sort of scratching our heads because of his record in in germany which you know wasn't great and uh but you look at you know the the, the first opening yesterday that's you know it's a Trafford plays a, you know, the ball out from the back and it sort of ricochets through, but he's he sensed an opportunity and it's like, like Woody says, you know, that burst, you know, it takes you past Van Dyke, who apparently players don't go past, and yeah. every, <laughs> yeah. every every Burnley player, every Burnley yeah. forward went past him yesterday at some yeah. stage. Uh, yeah, burst past uh, past Van Dyke, and I say I, I, I credit the keeper there. I thought yeah. you know he's, he's mm-hmm. 
He stayed big, stays up and, and makes a, a fine save. Second one's that, again, he's sort of, I think it's Delquire heads it down to Amdouni, just little, you know, gorgeous little touch. But again, he finds himself in that, you know, it's, it's, it's the Thierry Henry position, isn't it? You know, yeah. The one that every time, you know, inside left, can he shape it inside the far post? And he, he's, he's shown that level of composure. He's not thrashed at it, not, sm- you know, smashed through the back of the ball. He's tried to feed it inside the far post. He's just set it out too far, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's got something about him. That's, that, that that interview where he signed, you know, a, there's a there's a character there. Yeah. And and, he, and he's bringing that into his uh, into his football as well. I bet he's I bet he's good fun in the uh, in the in the changing rooms, etc. But uh, yeah, it, it looks like he he will find. You look at some players like. Sean Dyche used to say that Chris Wood would find himself an opportunity in the game. You didn't necessarily have to create chances for him, mm. and he's he's probably like a, a you know a more old school version of that in a sense that uh, he, he he's, he's sniffing these openings out. Right? His goals against Fulham are a, you know a, yes. a, 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 a very very clear point in that respect. Yeah, Christ, we were trying to keep it positive. Now Chris is uh, <laughs> liking him to an, an old-school Chris Wood. Wood eh? um, I, I didn't think the positivity would last for the full half. I don't think he deserves that, does it? <laughs> the poor bastard. Um, somebody this morning said they remind, he reminds them of, uh, of Adi Akinbaye as well. So we're, we're proper going old-school, that kind of aggression and the way he moves and things like that. So he's, I mean, he's, he's, more, you know, he's more of a natural goal scorer than Adi ever was, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. guess if you could package up the strength of Akinbaye and the, the goal scoring now of an informed Chris Wood, would he? We'd be, we'd be pretty happy with that, wouldn't we? I think we would, wouldn't we? We would. I mean, uh, I, but I, I will say that I think Foster takes one of those chances with how he's been this season. He's, yeah. he, he's been very scarce in terms of one-on-ones, but the one-on-ones that he has taken... He's he's done something with him, and I think I think he would have I think he would have pinged that a little bit sooner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I do think you Villa know, away, fo- looting away. Yeah, yeah. And I think Fafana coming off the right, or the left, or whatever, would be quite a potent, quite a potent little strike for us, quietly yeah. away. Um, and we did see it. I guess we saw flashes of that against Fulham. I mean, it's a brilliant mm-hmm. ball from Foster to Asinjong on on his wrong foot for the, yeah. the first goal. But just just finally, one of the things that I I've kind of been thinking about over the last couple of games, it really came to mind yesterday, and it, it was my frustration with Vinny's substitutions. And it's not the first time, but it was almost as though we'd had those two clear cut chances, and the decision in Vinny's mind and amongst the staff was. We're not going to get another chance. Let's retreat a little bit. And I, it got me thinking about whether we are over-reliant, or he is over-reliant, on games being played out by numbers, by which I mean the kind of the metrics. So mm-hmm. he will look at that performance yesterday and kind of go, well, we had this amount of touches in the middle third, which is where I see us having that amount of touches. And I just wondered if you two guys thought that we lacked a little bit of perhaps emotion in the way we play now i mentioned that because um chris i think you said earlier you know the metrics the numbers tell us one thing but you know our eyes tell us another jamie hoyler when we when we chatted to jamie talks about uh jared branthwaite and the, the the recruitment team not fancying him but jamie saying you've got to go and look at him refer to mickey feeling pre-season talking about um players making decisions i just wonder if we're 
yesterday's Saturday's performance is perhaps a different performance if players are empowered to make decisions for themselves without everything being to a framework. Does that make sense, Woody? In terms of, I just wonder whether we're, we're almost kind of Formula One s that the, the bench yeah. is almost pressing mm-hmm. all the buttons like it's some kind of FIFA or soccer manager. Yeah, and actually, what we need, and we perhaps saw a couple of flashes of with creating the chances, that freedom, that emotion in the way players play. Exactly. I think I think it's a, I think it's a very solid point, really. And it's it's being able to adapt to what the game is as opposed to what you what what you think in the game how it's going to transpire and how you'd want it to be. Yeah. You know, and football, no no sport kind of follows along. You know, to an exact blueprint, does it? And it's that that's why you get paid the big bucks as a manager. You've got to be able to read those situations and see things within games and be able to shift things within games in order to start having an impact. And we've said it before that we don't feel that, especially at the beginning of the season, Vinny struggled with that quite a bit. I think he's getting arguably a little bit better at it, but I still don't think he's able to impose himself and what needs to be done within a game at the at the right times. And it just seems like, well, we're making these changes now well for the sake of making these changes. And, you know, whether it's to, um, I, I think it's probably a fair point. Yeah. And Chris, in terms yeah. of substitutions, Sorry, yeah. I, I, I just thought when we had them two chances, that was perhaps the chance to freshen up. I mean, Amdouni was fading a little bit, Ramsey was fading. I'd have perhaps gone balls out and brought Benson on. And I, I just thought we'd kind of bloodied <laughs> Liverpool's nose a little bit without really, you know, mm-hmm. but he just felt the game, the momentum almost shifted back to Liverpool because we kind of went, oh, hang on a minute, we've got a little bit too far you know, above a station, we're going to have to just sit back. And it just, for me, it just felt a little bit like we retreated after those two chances rather than going, you know what, we can bloody get at these. I don't know how you saw kind of Vinny's changes <laughs> yesterday. I mean, it just seemed a shame that Benson was there, but didn't get a sniff. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, that's the supporter in all of us, that we, we would make the attacking change. Mm. And we would, you know, it's, I'd say it's, it is a measure of, you know, the manager. You know, a lot of people are, are, are moan about Gareth Southgate's sort of changes and how he adapts during games and maybe he hasn't gone for the jugular in, 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 in big situations and hence England, as well as they've done under his reign, in his reign, haven't gone, you know, the, the final yeah. yard. But uh, it's it's not an emotional type, Vinny, is he? Is he very, so, like, like I say, I think he's a... You know, he he's got his philosophy. He got you know he's got what he uh, what he plans out in, in in mind, and he's not going to get carried away. He's not going to like you can remember like Warnock back in the day getting upset and instant triple change because he's furious at something. Or, or I can remember Stan against like, was it like Cardiff at home making a yeah. change after about twenty five minutes because he was not happy with how things were. You know, I I think that sort of even with more subs nowadays. I think that sort of emotional reaction, it just isn't there. I think people, like, like Beastie was saying earlier earlier this season, you know, they trust the process mm-hmm. a bit more than, than maybe the maybe the maybe the fan does. But uh, yeah, it's it's hindsight, isn't it? I think he's very 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 wary of what Liverpool can offer at the same time. Yeah, and you know if you if you do go gung ho, I mean they they can absolutely carve you open, and you know 
any given any given moment. But it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? I think we'd all like, like to have seen. Uh, I mean, the baffling one's not getting Benson on. I mean, you play Vitinho sort of left left hand side, and it, it, great to see him on the bench. And he just looked to you're looking at his face. I'm I'm not going to judge from just from a, a you know a bit of a camera showing on him, but he, he looked a bit looked a bit glum. You know, and he no no doubt he's he's not had the opportunity to to show off his his undoubted ability on the on the highest stage this season. And it's it's again like like we're saying, it's, it's not not everything else has worked. It's got to be worth another go at it. You know. Yeah, definitely. Trez always, Trez always had a crack at it. Brun Larson's had a crack at it. Johan, I mean, like, I don't know where Johan was yesterday. I don't know whether he'd uh, picked up a knock or something like that, but. Uh, he, he he will give you nothing going back the other way, Benny. But what's what he gives you when he's uh, when he's in yeah. possession, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, let's leave that there. Hopefully, that's one of the more positive debriefs of the uh, of the season. Um, don't forget, uh, nothing says I love you quite like a From the BLN t-shirt. They are now on sale <laughs> just in time for Valentine's Day. Uh, so don't forget I to check out. absolutely battered. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking, well, my wife's a Blackburn Rovers fan, so I'm definitely getting a full, a full set of t-shirts for, uh, for her for Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm sure she can hear me in the next room as well, so maybe I'll be in trouble after we finish recording. But, um, don't forget to check us out on social, at BO Podcast. You'll find all our designs and the link to our shop on our website. We'll be back on Friday with a normal episode. Uh, until then, enjoy the rest of your week and up the clarets. <laughs>